Deplorable Nation, a podcast where your voices can be heard, where things that affect you and your family are important, because it's important to all of us. Every one of us matters and everybody has a voice. We're going to be bringing you news, current events, and throw in a lot of humor, and then you decide for yourself. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Deplorable Nation. I'm your host, Deplorable Janet. Thank you for joining us today. And today I have on my very special friend, Davey Knows. Welcome, Mr. Davey. How the heck are you? I'm doing great, Janet. Thanks for having me on. I'm so tickled, Pink, that you decided to come on here with me. I was a little jealous when you went on with uh, the Big Dumb Podcast guys, Kyle and Pud, because I was like, wait a minute, like, I know him, I want you on my show. And so I was a little jealous there. (laughs) Oh, man. What's funny is prior to doing that show, I was listening to them on your show. And you had said, I want to start interviewing more regular people, I guess. And Uh I told my wife, hey, I'm going to be on Janet's podcast. She doesn't know it yet, and she hasn't asked me yet. <laughs> I'm going to be on there. <laughs> so to be sitting here talking to you, it's amazing, and I'm, I'm ecstatic to be here. See how the universe works, my dear? <laughs> Man, it's incredible. Like All the connections that you make with people online and interactions you have. Yeah, and I think, I think we have a really amazing uh, community going because – you know, we all support each other and we all reach out to each other. And I think it's fantastic. And I love having listeners on the show. It just excites me to know and to talk to somebody that actually listens to things that we do. So thank you for that. We need to do more of that. Like there's more people out there, but I think people are just kind of afraid to. They're shy. Yeah. 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 Shy and then scared to, to reach out to one another. They're afraid of me because I'm very scary. (laughs) (laughs) No, I would be afraid of you, (laughs) Jane. So, my dear, tell me a little about yourself. Well, a little bit about myself. Um, Just an average guy trying to figure out this journey that we're on, trying to live my life to the fullest I can and spread a positive message to the people around me and maybe influence uh, some change in other people's life. That's a fantastic thing. So what do you what do you do for a living? What I do, I do construction. I do all, all types of construction uh, with residential. We do paint and texture. We do showers, kitchen remodels, any anything for a home. That's pretty much what we do. So do you do like any framing or stuff like that to like for builders? Uh, yeah, we, we won't frame like a full house, but if it's like an addition, like a, a single room, if it's something that we can tackle ourselves, we'll do it. But if it's like a big home, then we'll just sub it out to one of the teams who have like a full framing crew. Gotcha. So do you have other people that work for you? Yeah, there's it's actually I work with my father-in-law. Me and him started the company together. And, oh, nice. Yeah, I started doing this about. It's been about 10 years now, and I started not knowing a lick of construction, and, and he showed me everything. At the time, I was going to school, and it was more as a like as a fill-in job for me. Like He needed a hand, and I needed money, so it, we just kind of started that way. And as we worked together, he just explained to me a lot about life and you know what really matters in life and after year one with him, I stopped going to school and just dedicated my time to learning the trades that I know. That's fantastic, though. And so when you first started out in the construction business, was it hard for you to get the hang of certain things? Kind of was. Um, 
I went into it thinking that, oh yeah, this is easy. It's just screwing, uh, screwing two boards together or, you know, applying a nail to it. But once you start doing it, you realize, oh man, there's a lot to it that you don't really realize until you learn the trade stuff that you don't even know to even think about. I thought it was interesting because, um, you have a YouTube channel, which we're going to talk about here in a little bit, but I was watching some of the videos and especially the one where, um, you were doing the repair around the window because the dog had eaten all the trim off. Oh yeah, We had that happen once too. Fun times. Yeah. Fun <laughs> times. Um, and I was like, <clears throat> the saw that you were using and you know, you, you cut the little slits in the board and then you use the saw like back and forth to cut that little piece out. And I was like, I have never even thought of doing that. Oh yeah. I that should've... was the coolest shit I've ever seen. I was like, <laughs> just in all, I was like, I repair a lot of stuff and that has never crossed my mind. Yeah. See, that's part of it. Like once you're on the field, you start using your brain and seeing how you could kind of like not cheat it away, but kind of speed you up a little bit. And I should have said on that video, do not try this at home. I am a trained professional. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely um, have a lots of extra trim with you if you're going to try that for the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, kind of like if you've, if you've never used a miter saw before trying to cut uh, trim the proper way and at the right angle. Yeah. Um, I may or may not have wasted some. Uh, pieces of trim before trying to figure that out. <laughs> that's the only I am, way to I learn. am not a professional. <laughs> well, that's the only way to learn. You have to make a couple of mistakes. But you know, I got such a chuckle out of um, the door repair that you guys did because you were like, here's a hack that I learned with the ramen noodles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And it made me laugh so hard because believe it or not, I've actually heard people say that before. And I was like, oh, no, he's not really going to do that, is he? <laughs> <laughs> like uh, maybe like a year or two ago, that was like an internet sensation where people were just doing just that, fixing pieces of yeah. furniture with noodles. Yeah. And it was funny. I was like, oh my gosh, are we really doing this? <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay, no, it was a joke. But yeah, because I've actually heard that more than once. And so I, I got humor out of that. <laughs> but you know, the, um, the thing that I thought was the coolest was like the hidden room that you guys found. Oh, yes. That tell, was tell people about that because like I'm watching this and it it made me almost get the willies because it's like, Oh my God, what's going to be in this room? <laughs> Luckily it was empty. There was nothing in there. So, but, um, so tell them about that. Okay. So we got hired to remodel an entire home. And as we're stripping everything down and clearing off the walls, we noticed on, they have a big, maybe eight foot long, eight foot tall bookcase on their wall. And we noticed that there's a little, very small to see, like a very, like a small hairline crack that runs up and down the frame. And it looks like part of the, just part of the design. But it wasn't until my little brother works with me, he walked up to it and grabbed it and just pulled on it. And sure enough, the, it almost like a, like a James Bond movie, just the, the whole bookcase opened up and there's a door behind it. And you walk into it and you have maybe a six by six closet in there. It was empty, but who knows what they could have stored in there or what was exactly. in there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And it's so weird. Like how long had these people been in that house? Do you have any idea? They just bought it. So they haven't even moved in yet. They bought it. Oh, gotcha. They bought it and then called us to fix a couple of things in there that they wanted changed before they moved in. And in the process of us getting everything ready for them is when we found that little secret room of theirs. Yeah. That was so weird because it, it almost looked like a closet and I was like, it was shelving and stuff. And I was like, 
why would you want to hide something like that? Now, I was thinking like if you were going to open the door and it would be like some kind of, you know, secret bedroom or, you know, little love shack or something like that. And I was like, hmm, makes you wonder like what the previous homeowner had in that room that they felt they needed to hide. Yeah. Maybe and the way, yeah, the way it was also built, it wasn't originally part of the house because if you look on the video, when you open the bookcase, there's like, it looks like a quarter of the door is only visible. Uh-huh. So that, that little hint right there kind of tells us that they added that bookcase after the home was built and af- after everything was already done. So obviously whatever they had in there, they didn't want people knowing about. And Maybe the area- it was their secret porn room. <laughs> Maybe. There's no <laughs> telling. Because that, that part of town is one of the older neighborhoods. So that house has been there a long time. And That's so crazy. I mean, I can't imagine like what I would do if I found some kind of like secret passage or secret room in my house. That would be really strange. <laughs> oh, wouldn't it? I would hope that there would be a bunch of gold and silver in there. That'd be nice. <laughs> <laughs> a money tree. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, a beer, uh, a beer distillery. That would be amazing. <laughs> Oh, yeah, a little, uh, or maybe like an underground passage to somewhere else. Yeah, that would be kind of cool, depending on where it was going, I guess. <laughs> so tell everybody like about your uh, YouTube channel and what it is and what you do on there. Uh, my YouTube channel is just me trying to spread a little bit of this knowledge that I have accumulated in my construction years from a little bit of construction hacks and tips to even uh, silver hunting. Today, I've released a video of low hunting, low cost silver hunting, just going through Kennedy half dollars in search of silver coins. So my channel is, is really just that, is just trying to teach a little bit of what I have learned in my journey. I think that's fantastic, though. And like the tips that you give are so helpful on there. Um, even like for me with the, you know, the home improvement type stuff. And the thing that I thought was the coolest was that, um, that spring tool that you had to replace a nail punch. Yeah. I picked that, that up from, um, an older painter that I work with. And that's, what's neat about the construction business is that you run into people from all kinds of walks of life. Like, um, one guy who stands out to me, his name was Charlie. And if you look at the guy just from afar, he almost looks like a cartoon character. Like some of his teeth are missing and the way his hair grows only grows in like the middle of his head and everything around it. There's no hair. So he only has like a patch of hair on top of his head and he has a real bad smoker's cough. But this guy, he kind of really opened my eyes to a lot of what's going on, he'd always ta- he'd always say to me, David, uh, this world is flat, brody. And at the time, you know, I, w- I had never heard anybody tell me that. And at the time, I was like, man, this guy is just insane. He's just um, delusional. You thought he was batshit nuts, didn't you? Yes. And like, <laughs> for like a whole year, he kept just like telling me this, like, David, look over there. Doesn't it look flat to you? And I, every time I just like shook my head at him and then I decided, you know, you know what, I'm going to go look this up so I can shut him up so I can just get him off my back. And the more that I started looking into it, I was like, holy crap, this guy, he knows his stuff. He knows what he's saying. And that's one thing that I really enjoy about my uh, trade is that I meet all kinds of people like, and I am able to pick their brain and learn from them. And even though that they have, they, they might have a troubled past, um, we all do, you know, like, doesn't mean that you can't take something from that individual. Right. Or turn a troubled past into something positive. Yeah. Or that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I think there's a lot of, um, instances of that where society as a whole makes people out to 
that have some kind of troubled or checkered or traumatic past as kind of like throwaway people. And you are, you're never a throwaway person um, because I think everybody's here for a purpose and a reason. And maybe it'll take you a while to find what your purpose is. But when you do find it, yeah, things will become more clear. And that's why, you know, to me, like everybody deserves some kind of respect um, and admiration that they're here in the first place. And stop being so judgy, people, because you don't know what the hell somebody else has been through. Exactly. We're not perfect, you know. No, nobody is. Yeah, we're here to learn and have a good time. And that's all I'm about. So I got, I got to ask you a question. Okay. Like, um, during your, um, job, have you ever had any project that was an absolute nightmare? Like where literally everything went wrong or, you know, like you start, you were hired to do one thing and then you're working on it and then like things fall apart or you find bigger problems or anything like that. We're usually the guys that they call when other people go through that. We're always the guys that, okay, these, these, this crew couldn't do it. We need you guys to come in. So we don't have, we haven't had too many instances where that has happened, but there are those occasions where, you know, maybe I drop a hammer on my foot and then I follow it up by hitting my head on something. And if anything like that ever does happen, what I do is I just load all my things up and I call it a day because I don't want yeah. this, you know, it's not good for myself and it's not good for the customer. So right. rather than trying to combat the day, I just, you know what, I'll just call it a day, go home and relax. Cause I know a lot of times with um, like remodel situations, like I've even had this happen before where I was uh, working on a problem, you know, an issue or whatever, like I was uh, getting ready to retile my bathroom and then uh, like I was doing the, the surround in the shower uh-huh. and then all of a sudden the wall caved in and um, it was like the old slat board kind of, you know, stuff. And I was like, well, what the hell would that be in a shower for anyway? Cause it's like, you know, the old time stuff where they used to put like, I don't know. It was like plaster or something over wood slats. Uh-huh. Have you ever even seen any of that come coming across like doing old houses. Oh man, we've se- I've seen so much stuff that interesting things. Yeah, <laughs> I like, they, like uh, before <laughs> stuff gets invented, I see what it, they used to do before. You know. It's yeah, pretty, pretty I had. I was doing a a project one time um, at the house and had to cut a hole in the wall so you know we could run new wiring or whatnot. And bird seeds just started pouring out of the wall. Oh, and no. I'm like, bird seed? What the hell is there bird seed in the wall for? That whatever reason they poured like a crap ton of bird seed in the walls in the kitchen instead of insulation. Oh no. <laughs> what is that? Yeah. So I've seen I've seen some really crazy shit, but that's why I'm wondering, like, because you know, you can get into like um, plumbing rotten out the wall and then you, you take the wall out and then find out like like all the pipes burst behind the wall or anything. I didn't know if you guys ever run into like st- stuff that makes a bigger project much bigger. We do, but the way that my mentor, my father-in-law, I call him my mentor as well because yeah, he's my father-in-law and he's kind of my boss, but he's also my mentor. And he's always preaching to me like, What's the point in getting riled up? And if you can fix it, fix it. And, you know, right. it happens, you know. So he's trying to always, he's always instilled that mentality in me. So even. He sounds like a very even keel dude. Yeah, he's he's an old school, hard ass, uh, easygoing. But if you double cross him, he yeah, you don't want to do that, you know. Uh, yeah, you better run the other way quick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a big old dude, a big old biker dude, but he's also a really nice guy. 
That's really cool. So have you ever had any like big injuries on a job? The biggest injury I had was um, I was cutting a piece of metal and like the grinder, like it kind of exploded almost like the cutting blade and, and it really just broke off. But what it did, it caused like a slow, maybe like a two inch gash on my, on my thumb. Oh yeah. Those are fun. Yeah. (laughs) It was metal injuries. (laughs) The bang of it all was probably the scarier part, but I mean, my body healed up. So, so no, no nail gun or ladder injuries ever. No, no, uh, happy Gilmore stories. That's a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So what's your, what's your favorite kind of thing to repair or to do in your line of work? Well, you had mentioned that you were doing your, your tubs around Mm -hmm. uh, the tile. Yep. That's my bread and butter doing tile work. Like, yeah, I love that. Yeah, me too. That's, that's my favorite doing showers. Really. That's my specialty right there. Yeah. And what the shower that you were doing was so pretty that that tile is really amazing. I was actually working with glass tile. Um, that is a pain in the ass. Oh, yeah. That stuff is hard to cut. <laughs> it is very hard to cut. And it's very hard. Um, like if you don't get all the grout off of it after you lay it. Oh, my Lord. It is um, fun. Uh-huh. <laughs> I need to subscribe to your channel. It sounds like you you could teach me a thing or two. Well, you know, I was I was a single mom for so long and when <clears throat> I bought my first house, like I had, you know, been married previously and like we had a house and it burnt like 6 months after we bought it. So, um we did uh, most of the remodel stuff ourselves, so I know how to do like drywall and all that kind of stuff. But, um, and tile, we did a lot of tile work, but, um, you, you, when you're on your own, you kind of learn to do things on your own, I guess. And you can't really always afford to hire somebody to come in and do things. And so, um, I don't like to touch big plumbing things and I don't like to do electrical work, but Electrical, that's the one I don't like either. <laughs> yeah, I that is like not my thing. And uh but outside of that, you know, like I can I can pretty much do a lot of stuff, but I'm definitely not an expert. I just enjoy doing it. That's awesome. Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh I hear you on that sometimes. Like when I come home and I need to my wife asking me to do stuff around here, I'm like, oh, Okay. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of like being um, a landscaper, you know, or Mm. mowing lawns for a living. And then you come home and you're like looking at your own going, oh, Jesus. Yeah, I don't I don't want to do this. Not today, (laughs) Satan. (laughs) Go away. So how did um, like how did you guys get through the whole uh, lockdown slash covid pandemic fakery baloney i mean what did you still have the same amount of business did it decrease like what happened to you during that time we honestly didn't miss a we didn't miss a beat we were blessed throughout that whole time we really only missed one day at work and that was more of a what's going on um go home get some food stock up type deal it wasn't more uh, it wasn't really like we don't have work it was more like we don't know what's going on why don't you go right. home uh, stock up on x y and z oh so that's fantastic yeah we were really blessed throughout that whole the whole deal the hardest thing was was getting a hold of mask you know being in construction right really need masks for protection right that was one of the hardest things and you know i'm glad you brought that up because um, so many people, and I hear this all the time from being in the medical field, it's like, well, if masks don't work, then why would you wear one in surgery? Well, I don't know, probably because sometimes surgeries are, you know, eight, 
10 hours or more, and you cannot sneeze or cough in a patient in their guts that are laying open on the table. That is why you wear a mask in surgery. It is not to protect you from your patient's guts. Right. Come on now. (laughs) So I'm glad you brought up the mask because do you not have to wear a mask when you're painting or sanding drywall? No, you absolutely have to. Um, and and what's you, the pr- what's the purpose for wearing a mask during either one? Well, like when you're sanding drywall, all that joint compound is so fine that it, it, if you're not wearing a mask, you just breathe all that right in. Right. And it doesn't look like anything. Like it just looks like you know, like a white little haze in the in the air. But when you walk out of the room that you're working in and you shake your shirt off, clouds of little microscopic dust just leaves your body. So you really yeah. need that mask on. Yeah. And think about this. I mean, you, you put it on, you know, drywall and it dries and then you have to sand it off because it hardens and you have to make it smooth. So when you breathe those particles into your lungs, if you're not wearing a mask, guess what it does in your lungs, people? It hardens. Oh, yeah. Because it's re-moisturized. That's why it's important to wear a mask. Mm -hmm. So how about painting? Why would you wear a mask during painting? Keeps all the fumes out of your lungs. Keeps the the harsh fumes out of there. Right. And so... I can imagine like how difficult it was because I'm sure there were a ton of people that immediately ran into whatever uh, home improvement store is close and they were like trying to grab any and every mask they could think of. It was almost like a year to date where I saw a regular dust mask back on the shelves at Home Depot. Right. A full year. Right. It's crazy. Yes. Luckily, um, one of our coworkers, he stocked up. He was one of those guys that caught on early and stocked up for not at, at, to be scared, but more like we need those for work. Exactly. So he, and that's the thing that people don't understand that is that the panic that the media caused and the panic that Fauci caused um, was unnecessary. Because then you're taking it away from people like Davey who need that for their job. Yeah, to protect my actual health, you know. like Exactly. Not from a fake pandemic, but from actual things that could kill you on your job. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> Ding dong winners of society. <laughs> it's so, funny you say that because uh, today, you know, we have that news with the gas with the gas crisis. Oh, yes. And earlier this morning, I didn't see too many people at the pumps, but when I picked up my wife from work, almost every gas gas station I drove by, there was several cars waiting to use the gas, you know? Well, yeah. And um, I have a friend on Instagram that had already posted that the gas stations in his area, it's a $25 maximum at the gas pump. Wow. I happen to be lucky enough to live in one of the states that it's supposed to hit the hardest. <laughs> uh, super. Good thing I don't drive very often. <laughs> yeah. And I was just like, you know, I create a problem and then give us the solution. So he already created a problem by skyrocketing gas prices in the first place. Then we hacked the pipeline to cover up for our complete and total uh, incompetence at letting gas prices get that high in the first place. Because ours has gone up, I don't know, like a uh, dollar fifty or more. Wow. Yeah, we were under, we were under like a dollar fifty, and yeah, ours yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And now it's like um, almost three dollars. Yeah, so yep. yeah, pulled up with two fifty five. That's what it was this morning. Mm. Yours is cheaper than ours, then, because ours is two seventy nine right now. So yeah, it's crazy. So, have you seen? Um, like any of your supply cost rise 
um, like the price of lumber or paint or uh, anything else that you would need on a daily basis for your job? Have you seen the prices go up? Oh, yeah. The main one for sure is lumber. Like uh, yep. one of the builders I was talking to, he quoted a house and for a customer, he quoted a, a new build for, I can't remember the amount, but he quoted him in um, January. And then he said, this is the quote for right now, today in January. But in three or four months, things this can change. And today he was giving him his quote again. And the new quote for the lumber increased by $20,000. Yeah. And that's what um, most people don't understand that. But I know firsthand that that's been an issue because uh, we live out in the country, but they're still building a lot of new homes around us. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the construction has completely come to a slamming standstill because the prices have gone up so much. I mean, there was even um, a story that I was looking at last week where they were talking about, you know, 20 square foot of fencing that was $939 is almost 3000 bucks now. Wow. For the same amount of lumber. That's crazy. That's a hell of jack in price. It started going up around the time of the hurricane last last year in Houston. Right. But it never went back down. That was like in summertime and they just steadily kept going up and up and lump like two by fours have nearly tripled in my area. And that makes no sense. I don't understand why it's mostly just wood. Um, because there was supposedly this national uh, trucking strike and whatever, and that's why we couldn't get toilet paper and we couldn't get all these other things because all the supply lines were cut off because the truckers weren't driving and blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking, okay, but like don't paint and nails and tools and sandpaper and everything else that you use wouldn't all of that go up too i have noticed there has been a shortage on like particular items that that it's normally always in stock like like waterproofing sealant for our tubs uh-huh normally always in stock like we never have an issue trying to find them and just last week our normal supplier, they were they were sold out. They didn't have any, and we had to go to Home Depot, and they didn't have any. So we had to run around a couple of stores just to find a normal product that is really easy to that's, obtain. That's but insane. What the hell are people doing with that? I don't know if it has some, anything to do with, like you said, like the truckers um, not delivering or, or what. But little things like that, I have noticed that that are normally in stock sometimes are now like a week or two, you know, like from being on the shelves. Can you, can you imagine like a back order for tub cock? Oh, like, man. <laughs> like what? Like, <laughs> that, that just made me think of what people might be doing with that. I don't want to go there, but. Um, <laughs> me either. Yeah. Yeah. No. So. So tell me, like, um, future-wise with the whole gas issue now, supposedly, and whatnot, um, what other kind of risks do you have, like, being in business for yourself, basically? I mean, besides the rising gas prices and the rising gas cost and, or rising cost of supplies, I should say, um, do you foresee with this new administration, like, any strangling regulations on your business that you didn't have before or any increased tax ramifications because you're a small business? One that I have seen this year that I think is related to COVID is the willingness for people to work. Like it's hard for us really this last year to find good help. And I'm not sure right. if that has to do with like people receiving extra money on unemployment or these extra checks coming in from the government. But yeah, I have a, I, and I, I think you're right because 
I have a friend that um, works as a management for Marriott, and they cannot find staff. They can't find people to help. Um, and they were like, they would hire, she told me, like anybody coming off of the street. Uh-huh. But then they like wouldn't show up to work. Yeah. Or and, they would- and some of uh, these other trades that we work with, they're having the same issue. Like they, they can't they can't find help. And, and if they do find help, even at like $20 an hour, they're still not showing up for work. Well, that's retarded because $20 an hour is a hell lot more than most people have ever made at a job. Yes. And it's entry level position. It's not, they're making $20 as like a helper, not even doing like the, the main thinking part of the job. They're just right. giving a hand. That's so, that's so crazy. So do you, do you guys know of, or, um, are you aware of like any, anything that's coming your way tax wise or anything? Cause I know that, <laughs> uh, what do you know, like, supposed that supposedly, uh, anybody that's making less than 400,000 a year is not going to be taxed. Uh, but we also know that like during COVID, they didn't want any small businesses open, only big chain businesses. And that's why I'm kind of thinking something's in the works and they're going to like slam small businesses with taxes because small businesses don't have to adhere to uh, like the standards from the World Economic Forum. Yeah, like. It almost seems like last year they were trying to get rid of them. Yeah. And then, um, like you were saying, like small businesses, they don't have to enforce some of those bigger policies that they try to push at, you know, like at Walmart or a Costco. Right. But like, I, like the required minimum wage of $15 an hour. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> don't get me started. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so crazy. Um, so... I know that like on your channel, um, on your YouTube channel, that you talk a lot about um, basically like spirituality and like um, like how to build not just stuff, but building yourself. Yes. So, so tell me a, a little bit about that. Like um, what is your message and like – how did you get into that? Have you always been, or did something happen to, um, like change in your life to, to make you more aware of that? No, um, really this, my state of mind has kind of been developed since really I started construction with my father-in-law. He, he was the one that first showed me, you know, not to be so frivolous with, with things, you know, focus on what's, true in life, what's real, you know, relationships, things you get for free, your health, uh, your, your relationships, stuff that you can, that's that stuff that is given to you. That's what you should cherish and value. Not things that you can just are possessions. And so my message is always stay positive, no matter the circumstances, because no matter what, what things are happening, the way you few things totally affects the outcome of everything. If, if you go into a situation and even though it's maybe not the best, if you go into it with the mentality of, you know what, this, this ain't all that is made out to be, but you know, I have to do it. I have to get through it. And once it's done with that mentality, you know, it, it makes the, whatever it is you're doing a job or maybe a issue in your, in your own personal life, having a positive mentality about it kind of eases the burden of whatever it is. And the longer you train yourself doing that things that you would think bog you down or, or bring your mood down all of a sudden don't affect you. And it's very liberating once you get to that state, once you get to that place where things just don't really change you, don't affect you, you control your emotion and control your energy and, who you release that energy to and who you give it to. Yeah. And I think um, you, 
you definitely hit the nail on the head because think about um, like even if you're, you know, working on a project for, for say your job um, and you go in with a crappy attitude and you're like, I hate today. I don't want to be here and I hate repairing uh, holes in walls or, you know, whatever the case may be. And the grumpier that you get, that is when shit really starts to go sideways and and everything goes wrong. Yeah, not because only you're that. so focused on being negative yeah. that it just pulls that in. Yeah, that's the, and then not only that, that's the it makes it for a com- uh, uncomfortable situation with the people around you because they see that something's obviously affecting you and they kind of have like a awkward feeling towards towards whatever it is that you're going through. So you having a shitty mood now rubs off onto the people around you. So. Mm-hmm. You know, and then opposite is is said with that, you know, if you show up with a positive attitude and maybe one of your coworkers is, you know, kind of down, that energy that you give off can lift that person up. And then, and then in turn, maybe he lifts somebody else up and it just spreads a chain reaction where instead, if I showed up, you know, negative, then that guy feels my negative energy. And then for some reason, he's now feeling down. And then he goes mm-hmm. home and takes that same energy to his kids or his wife. Right. right, exactly. And it is. It's it's definitely a chain reaction when things like that happen. Um, for me, like, I kind of used to be a little negative because, like, bad shit literally happened to me all the time. And I just got to the point where I'd be like, oh, hell, what else is going to happen today? And it wasn't until um, I had a life-changing experience that it, like, jolted me in the other direction. And I was like, oh, okay, well, no more of that. Now I just laugh. Like, if something bad happens, I'm like, okay, yeah, that's not going to get to me, you know. (laughs) And it's like, now people are like, are you okay? And I'm like, oh, absolutely. I'm like, that was just funny. They're like, how do you think that's funny? And I'm like, it's just funny. (laughs) <laughs> like, yeah. like you have to laugh about, you know, things and, and make the best out of like whatever situation it is. And, you know, because only the power of the mind and only your positivity is going to change the outcome yeah. of things. And the more positive that you put out into the universe, the more positive that comes back to you. And so being sad or being depressed or uh, being negative all the time, um, that's what's going to like continue happening to you until you change that mindset where you can put yourself like completely on a different plane and it changes the entire playing field. And then that's when good things start happening and more positive change comes into your life. That's what I think. Yeah, like you said, uh, you just have to will your mind to it. And when people say like you have to ap- apply your mind, apply your use your use your mind. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, and at first I was, I kind of like get pissed off at that phrase, you know, like use your mind. Like, what the hell does that mean? But then you start when you really think about it, you know, use your mind. Like, what does your mind control? Well, my mind controls my emotions, so. Mm-hmm. Use your emotions towards towards that. Use your 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 mind controls your body. So use your body to move in what you're trying to accomplish, any goals you're trying to accomplish. Your mental thoughts that you use, uh, use those towards that positive energy that you're trying to obtain or achieve. Like that's what using your mind means is to not only use it and use it to the grand extent and you move your body, move yourself towards whatever goal you're trying to accomplish. Focus your emotional energy on a positive energy. Your what you spend your cognitive thoughts on. Focus that on how you can obtain what it is you want. It's more, it's a lot to it than just you know, like thinking about it once every couple of days, two or three minutes out of the day. No, you have to implant that in your head and and subconsciously think about it i fall asleep thinking positive i i i I, you know 
I wake up and I first thing I say, I'm like, man, feels great to be alive. Feels great to mm-hmm. wake up next to my wife and my daughter. Yeah, and I think that's so <clears throat> like important, even if it's um like rainy and gloomy outside. I love to sit outside. Um and I can go outside in the morning when I first get out of bed. I have the same kind of routine every day. I wake up, you know, feed the animals. I go outside and I'm just like, thank you for another beautiful day. Even though it's raining and it's cloudy and gloomy today, thank you. And everything is beautiful. Yes. And thank you for all that. And thank you for all the blessings around me because it's amazing to have such things to look at. And I think a lot of people take for granted like the small things and the most uh, beautiful things like you said, you know, waking up next to your wife or your child or whatnot. And I think it's important to channel your energy into things like that, that, that make you happy, that makes your eyes happy, that makes your heart happy, you know, that like kind of gets you going. Yeah. Does that sound uh, cheesy? No, that doesn't sound cheesy at all. This might sound a little cheesy, though. Um, you, can, you mind if I pause for a second to use the bathroom? I'll do it. Absolutely do okay. it. Okay. One second. So for me on that end, um, it's, it's so important for people to not only think positive, but write positive. And so... One thing you can do, especially if you're experiencing anxiety, depression, um, things of that nature, to get yourself out of that mindset is to actually start uh, journaling and writing a plan down for yourself, but writing down positive things out of every day, like um, what's around you that makes you happy, what's around you that's beautiful, Um, like you know, uh, looking at birds, working, looking at wildlife, um, anything positive that happened during the day. Uh, you woke up today. That's a positive step in the right direction, I would say. And so writing down and putting into um, words and into fruition, basically like reinforcing everything that you see and encounter that's a good and positive thing. Also writing down uh, any kind of goals or plans that you have. What are you working toward? What do you want to do? Even if it's a uh, list of things for the day, like what do you need to accomplish today? And even me at my age, I still do the same thing. It's very important for me to um come up with a plan and to write things down. And that way I can mentally or visually check things off of the list, things that I have actually accomplished during the day. And if there's something that I don't get to during the day, it's okay. You can put off something to tomorrow. Hey, Janet, I'm back. Hey, I was just talking about how important it is to uh, journal or write down like your plans or your goals, even even daily goals, not not just having to be long term, but even, <clears throat> you know, like what you ac- want to accomplish today or tomorrow, how important that is, and then focusing on making those things happen. Oh yeah, that's that's something I I believe in a hundred percent. I do too because I still do that. Yeah, and, and I'm getting older, so it helps me uh, remember what I need to do throughout the day. <laughs> <laughs> Wait till you get my age, and then you'll definitely write stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy is uh, the other day I was just kind of like trying to plan in my head what we were going to talk about, and um, I was thinking. Maybe Janet's curious to know how how old I am. Maybe she thinks I'm, I don't know, maybe she thinks I'm young. And then in my head, I was like, no, Janet, I'm 31. Yeah, you're uh, young. (laughs) (laughs) I guess I still am. And what's funny about that is um, when 
as I'm telling myself this and saying like, no, Janet, I'm 31. I was passing a, one of those, one of those uh, speedometers that law enforcement puts out like on a neighborhood to kind of like tell people to slow down. But your speed is. Yeah. At the time (laughs) I said, no, Janet, I'm 31. And I look up and the number that I that had said on there was 31. So that, <laughs> I thought that was pretty crazy. And then, like I was saying were, at the beginning of the show, that you were talking about wanting to have, a, you know, just kind of like regular guests on your on your, on your your podcast. Yep. I wrote that down. I'm going to be on Janet's podcast. So, like, yep. I believe in writing things down and as a form of, like, kind of like manifesting that into what you want to happen. Oh, a hundred percent. I do too. And I think, um, and a lot of people don't understand the importance of that. And it is so important because, um, it not only helps you to like focus your mind, but focus your energy and put your energy toward those kind of things, which I think is, exceptional because the more that you can focus positive energy toward attaining a goal, even if, even if it's just your happiness or changing your situation, uh, the more energy you put toward that in a positive manner, the more likely it's going to happen. Yeah. And like another thing that it does for me is that it kind of helps me be uh, aware of myself and aware of my emotions to kind of go right. back to what we were talking about is having use of your mind and, and to be able to do that you one have to be able to know like what you're feeling and what you're going through and be able to right. coach yourself in certain situations to to realize hey you know why why am I letting this change my mood you know like I was in a fabulous mood and now I'm letting this exactly yeah to let and sometimes people let the smallest things anger them or irritate them. Um, Case in point, like some people get so upset, like if the roll of toilet paper isn't put on a certain way, all you have to do is flip it around if it makes you happy. Yeah, (laughs) It's super easy. Or if somebody leaves the toilet seat up and it makes some people so angry, put it down. It's that simple. You know, you can focus on, on, changing you mm-hmm. you can't focus your energy on changing someone else yeah you have to do the work on you and and when you get to the point where you're like oh it's no big deal that you know the toilet paper's the wrong way or the toilet seats up like it doesn't matter because i know that i can change it and that's going to make me happy you know what i'm saying does that sound well, weird no not at all it's uh, liberating but it's that. like some people are like you know like they they get up and they're like, oh, I went to Starbucks and they were out of, you know, cake pops or whatever. And some people get so angry at that. Okay, that's a sign you weren't supposed to have a cake pop today. It's <laughs> no big deal. You know what I'm saying? Like, let this don't ever sweat the small stuff because it's not worth your time and energy. Because the more small stuff that you let get to you the bigger problem that you're going to have uh, with negativity and then depression and anxiety creep in. So if you can learn to like control all that and calm all that, it keeps all those symptoms at bay and that you won't have a problem. Yeah. And like um, part of that is just goes to the many, um, I guess you want to say distractions that we have that, focus that allows people to focus their energy towards things that like you said are frivolous you know they don't they don't really mean right. anything and right. then, you know focus on what actually matters to you focus on things you you only only you can control right and one of the things too that i think a lot of people get really hung up on is monetary things or I like to call it stuff, stuff in general, just materialistic things. Um, those are not the things in life that matters. No. Nope. The things that matter in life are yourself and your loved ones and nothing else. But nothing else matters that 
outside forces in the universe don't matter because there's so much negativity and, and things like that. But, you know, when you shift your focus away from being materialistic into being thankful for what you do have, things will greatly change as well. Yeah, your whole mind state changes, how you view life changes. It does. Absolutely. And people are precious. And so if you allow the precious people into your life, that is going to um, bring you a lot of happiness as well. Keep out those people that are negative, then the only draw negative energy because they're going to bring that negative energy to your doorstep and you don't need that. So if you eliminate people like that from your life, not saying kill, that's not what I mean. <laughs> saying that those negative friends, negative family members, you know, people like that, um, that basically just suck the life out of you because they're always so grumpy or down or hateful. You know what I'm saying? If you, if you, put those people um, like off by themselves and you only allow people close to you who have the same kind of positive energy you do, that's going to fix a lot of um, depression and anxiety symptoms as well. So just saying. Yeah, it does. Uh, it goes, a, it goes a long way. Like, this last year, this, like I've been telling you, like this is this last year is really when I started being this way, you know, going down really like about this time last year is when I discovered like the No Mercy podcast. And about this time is when I heard you and you and Bob do the periscopes and yep. listening to you every night kind of like, I don't know, it was kind of like a little gentle, warm hug, you know, like it's okay, come here. And, and you know, I am a hugger, so, you know. I would definitely hug you if you were near. <laughs> <laughs> Sending you a distance hug right now. Oh, yeah, I can feel it. Can feel it. <laughs> so if you had to give somebody like a life lesson uh, tip right now, what would it be? Number one, I would say is find out who you are. You know, listen, listen to that voice in your head that separates the voice of reason to the voice of that ask, you know, there's a, there's two voices. There's the one that's talking to yourself and then there's the one that's interpreting. You need right. to get in tune with the one that's interpreting everything. And once you get in tune with that, then everything else will seamlessly flow together. You'll start being more aware of yourself, being aware of your emotions, aware of your um, what you're spending your mental thoughts on. And that's, that's what I always try to preach to the people around me. And as I lead by example, is just to try to try to get in tune with, with that higher being that you have in your head. And from there, have it focus on the positive aspect of life, the, the light that's around us. And then from there, that trickles into, you know, your reality. And then from there, people pick up on that. And then maybe, you know, maybe they, they, uh, go through that same journey as well. Right. And I, I agree with that wholeheartedly. So my dear, where can they find you at? Um, if you'd like to find me and a little bit about what I do, check out my YouTube channel, Davey Knows Construction, talking a little bit of from silver hunting to construction hacks to self-improvement. Do a little bit of everything on there. And my social, check me out on Twitter at same thing at Davy Knows Construction. And how about Instagram? Oh yes, my Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> Instagram is the is uh, I don't use it as much, but I, I communicate, which is odd. I don't use it as much, but I communicate with like you on there a lot. Um, I communicate with other podcast guests. And, I mean, hosts. I'm sorry, which. Uh, kind of goes back to we were saying how uh, this community is real loving and everybody's connected that's kind of that's, what my, that's my instagram is really i just that's where i talk to everybody on and right and my instagram is, i believe it's also davy knows as well 
It is. Okay. I know these things. <laughs> so thank you so much for joining me today. I greatly appreciate it. And message to all of the listeners out there, as I've said before, if you want to be a guest on the show, hit me up because I love having guests on the show that are just normal everyday people that have something to say or have something to share or even a life experience. You don't need to be an expert on a certain topic. Uh, I want to hear your experiences and how things affect you and shape your life. So hit me up uh, on Instagram at Deplorable Janet on Twitter. Of course, you can always find me at No Janet K N O W. You can find my podcast on Podbean. It is Deplorable Nation. And as always, thank you for joining me. Thanks you for your support. Make sure you like, subscribe, download, and comment. And we will see you next time. For me and for Davey, have a good one. Y'all be good. Thank you, Janet.